A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. I know I do. But I think it's equally as important to know what you'd do with that time if you had it. But learning how to prioritize what's important to me didn't come naturally. It's taken a lot of wonderful, loving people, including a couple of really great therapists, to get me there. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do believe the world would be so much better if everyone had access to a good therapist that did the right thing for them. But until we get to my perfect utopia, I will never stop searching for ways to make self-help and therapy and life improvement more accessible. So if you have personally been thinking of starting therapy, maybe BetterHelp is the right thing for you. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And ideally, if you find the right match for you, we can all learn how to make time for what makes us really happy. Visit betterhelp.com slash makeyourbed today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash makeyourbed. All right, y'all, I'm going to be honest. I cannot stop thinking about Cozy, which is some of the most thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living that I've ever seen. And we have talked about Cozy's beautiful products before, but I really want to harp on the Cozy experience itself. Because not only is the delivery fast and free, but the purchasing process itself is actually fun. As someone who is notoriously bad at making decisions and commitments to things, the fact that Cozy allows me to fully customize pieces and then physically see them in my space through an augmented reality, well, they fully eliminated my fear of commitment. And when I say the furniture itself is so elegant, I mean it. Everything is carefully designed in Canada with the intention to enhance any space with high-quality products at a fair price. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com to start customizing your furniture today. That's C-O-Z-E-Y dot com. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. We're back, baby. I miscalculated some of my travel days, but I'm really excited to be back. And today we're talking about sleep. We know that sleep is important. We've talked about it before, and if you have any type of personal relationship with your body, you probably are well aware that your energy levels are directly correlated to your ability to focus, and that is all reliant on the quality of sleep you're having. Taking short power naps can give us tremendous energy boosts, and famously, people like Thomas Edison, Margaret Thatcher, and Winston Churchill all relied on power naps to help them be more productive and focused throughout their day but I'm not a great napper. I have a tendency to turn a 30-minute power nap into a two-hour marathon that often leaves me groggy and wanting to go right back to bed for the evening. That said, if you are a fan of naps and you want to benefit from a power nap, there is science that says drinking a cup of coffee immediately before you lie down can help you benefit even more from your nap. And it seems counterintuitive, but apparently when you're tired... There are increased levels of adenosine in your body, so when you lay down to sleep, 
those levels begin to fall. The thing is, adenosine and caffeine both compete for the same receptors in your brain. So as your adenosine levels fall, more of those receptors are available for your caffeine. When you wake up from that nap, your brain can be refreshed both by the nap and that extra jolt of caffeine that was received. So if you're like me and one of those people who swears naps don't work and coffee just makes you tired, maybe it's because you've been combining them wrong your whole life. I might try this out. I haven't yet, but I might try it out and I'll get back to you on if I have any success with it. Either way, sleep needs to be a priority to your self-care, to your mental health, to your physical health. It is one of the most essential foundational things to being a functional human being. In fact, a recent study at the University of Rochester found that the brain's unique method of waste removal, dubbed the glymphatic system, is highly active during sleep which clears away the toxins responsible for Alzheimer's and other neurological disorders. Furthermore, those researchers found that during sleep, our brain cells reduce in size, allowing waste to be reduced more effectively. So when we're in our waking mind, the day itself is taxing on the brain. Anything that requires intense focus or concentration or thought is exhausting. Just like any muscle, your brain is being worked out all the time as it's functioning. So sleep is basically the restoration time that your brain needs to clear out all the waste that has accumulated throughout the day. And if you're like me and you often find yourself waking up and feeling like your brain is still exhausted, even though your body isn't, it's not a sign of some weakness. It is just a sign that your glymphatic system hasn't had enough time or space to do its job. And it's not just the glymphatic system working its ass off while we sleep. Sleep is crucial for keeping metabolic systems functioning properly. A study in 2011 concluded that insufficient sleep leads to massively fewer calories burned and results in fewer calories being burned from fat, which leads to muscle loss. When you don't sleep, your metabolic system is thrown out of whack, which causes your body to lose muscle mass and feel like shit. And though the exact hours of sleep we all need vary person to person and are based on your current schedule, a study in 2003 showed that the people in the study who got fewer than eight hours every night experienced increasing cognitive decline, and they realized they almost accumulated a sleep debt, which feels pretty obvious from my experiences. As someone who can go several days without getting my proper night's sleep, eventually it will catch up to me and kick my ass for several. That said, the study itself notes, since chronic restriction of sleep to six hours or less per night produced cognitive performance deficits of up to two nights of total sleep deprivation, it appears that even relatively moderate sleep restriction can seriously impair waking neurobehavioral functions in healthy adults. Sleepiness ratings suggest that subjects were largely unaware of these increasing cognitive deficits, which may explain why the impact of chronic sleep restriction on waking cognitive functions is assumed to be benign or not important. Basically, they're saying that sleeping six hours or less for these people was essentially the same as having two nights of sleep deprivation completely. But because you got some sleep, you're not really aware of the decline that you're experiencing within these cognitive skills. Apparently, there's only about 1% of all people who can function well on four hours of sleep, and you are probably not in that 1%, so figuring out your optimized sleep regimen and ritual and routine can be really beneficial and powerful. 
And I hate to sound like a nagging mother, but if you have been dealing with sleep issues, maybe it's time to start focusing in on creating an environment that is more conducive to sleeping so you can hit that REM, baby. And if you don't know what REM is, it stands for rapid eye movement. And it is also the band that sang, it's the end of the world as we know it. And both of those things are equally important. Several studies have found that if your REM is interrupted, then it becomes more difficult to learn new things because your brain is simply unable to process what was learned that day. This means avoid alcohol before bed. If possible, allow yourself the space and time to find uninterrupted segments of sleep so you can reach that deep rapid eye movement that only happens within the deep stages of sleep at night or in the day if you're a night worker. You get it. You know what I mean? It's also shown that learning how to meditate and be more mindful can really help with avoiding the stressful thoughts and anxieties that keep us awake before we go to bed if you are a more anxious person like me. And the National Sleep Foundation has recommended that if you keep your room around 65 degrees at night, you will also optimize your sleep. And of course, as always, I'm going to recommend banning screens from the bedroom If you're somebody who needs ASMR or podcasts and things, there's nothing wrong with having it nearby. I am a person who does need the occasional nighttime scroll or read, but in general, relying on our phones can keep us up and it's really not great for our brains right before bed. And I'll leave you with this from Greg McCohen, author of Essentialism, who says, The best asset we have for making a contribution to the world is ourselves. If we underinvest in ourselves, and by that I mean our minds, our bodies, and our spirit, we damage the very tool we need to make our highest contribution. One of the most common ways people, especially ambitious and successful people, damage this asset is through a lack of sleep. So listen to Greg and remember that the best contribution you can make to the world is yourself. No one else can do what you can do or can offer what you can offer. And the best you that can show up for you is someone who prioritizes you. So get your fucking sleep, cutie. You deserve it. I love you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed.